Hall of Fame coaches, national champions, lottery picks, the best minds in basketball. Welcome into the sidelines with Evan Daniels. What's up, college basketball fans? Welcome back into the sidelines podcast. I'm your host, Evan Daniels, college basketball insider over at FS1, as well as the director of basketball recruiting over at 24-7 Sports. Today's episode is the 69th episode of the Sidelines podcast. I can't believe it's been that many. And today's featured guest is potential NBA draft lottery pick, Kevin Knox. And Knox joins the show, and uh, we talked about quite a quite a few different topics, uh, including what he's been doing to prepare for the upcoming draft. We discussed the event he blew up at in high school. We also talked about what makes John Calipari such a good recruiter, and then he gave his pitch on why an NBA team should draft him. Now, after the featured guest, Kevin Knox, I'm going to bring on a colleague from 24-7 Sports, Josh Gershon, to break down Kevin Knox's game and the transition from high school to college uh, to NBA. Before I get to those interviews, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to the Sidelines with Evan Daniels podcast. The best way for you to do that is to go over to Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. Hit the subscribe button for me but also it's very helpful if you leave a rating and or a review you can also shoot me a note over on twitter my twitter handle is at evan daniels would love to know what you think about the podcast without further ado let's jump to that interview with former kentucky wing and future nba potential lottery pick kevin knox now let's welcome in potential nba draft lottery pick kevin knox to the sidelines with evan daniels podcast kevin uh, how are things I'm good. I'm good. Uh, just uh, getting better every day. Just working out. Uh, just make sure that I get ready for the draft. Has uh, has this whole process been fun for you? Uh, yes, sir. It's been a, it's been a pretty fun process. Just um, learning the learning the game uh, of basketball every day. Getting better every day. Uh, getting ready for the NBA. Uh, learning the terminology and stuff like that. The process. Traveling to different cities. I mean, it, it's been a, a pretty fun process. I'm really enjoying it. You know, as you know, the months leading up to the draft are, are pretty crucial uh, from a workout standpoint. What, what have you kind of been doing to prepare, and, and who are you working out with right now? Uh, I'm working out in uh, – I worked out in Miami and Cleveland right now with a, a trainer named Nick Freeman. Uh, we've just been really doing pretty much um, all-around game, just working a lot of pick and roll, uh, just being able to show teams that I can handle the ball and pick and roll, make plays out of it, make passes make the right reads, and uh, just make sure that uh, the three-point line is a little bit further back, so just make sure I get consistent with that. It, it seemed like, especially from watching you so much in high school and into college, that you really gained confidence uh, as a shooter throughout that time and continued to get better as a shooter. And, and honestly, I think you're a better shooter than maybe if your numbers showed uh, at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It, it, what kind of effort and level have you put into to really working on that shooting and extending that range? Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, at Kentucky, I mean, I didn't have the best shooting year, but I mean, I had a pretty decent, uh, I mean, I put up a lot of shots after practice, before practice, uh, making sure that I'm getting consistent as much as I can, uh, doing a lot of conditioning to shooting so I can shoot while I'm tired, uh, so I prepare myself for the game. So, I mean, with the three-point line getting, uh, uh, moving back a little bit, so now you got a little, uh, use a little bit more leg. Uh, so, I mean, I just been really just been in the weight room, just getting stronger so I can I had the mental toughness and uh, to be able to shoot those long threes when you're tired. You, you said you were working out with those two guys. For, from the time you finished at Kentucky, what what has been your main focal point in terms of development, the area that you really have focused on? Uh, really just uh, handling the ball and pick and rolls. Uh, I mean, that's something that the NBA is really doing a lot of now. 
Uh, they want to see a lot of wings being able to handle the ball and take a roll. That's kind of kind of a plus for teams right now. So I've really been that's kind of what my my workouts really been. That's kind of pinpoint is being able to handle the ball and pick a roll, make the right reads, uh, being able to make shots out of pick a roll off the dribble. So I mean, if that was one, if there was one thing I had to say, I work I've really been working on the most that I probably have to say pick and rolls. Awesome. Now, now you were at the NBA draft combine. How was that experience? Uh, it was a great experience. That was kind of like my first time being able to talk to some of the teams. Uh, it was great. I mean, I had a lot of good interviews. Uh, uh, it was really fun uh, being able to dress up and talk to some of the head coaches, uh, listen to them talking about their playing styles and stuff like that. I mean, I, I had a really, uh, really fun. Uh, a lot of good, good players out there, good uh, competition. Uh, so, I mean, I, it was pretty fun. How, how many teams did you meet with? Uh, I think it was a total of maybe 11, 11 or 12. Wow. Uh, I think I had eight. I think I had eight the first day, then I think I had three or four the next day. You know, they're known for asking pretty unique questions, riddles, et cetera. What, what was kind of the, the most interesting question you were asked? I mean, uh, I, I didn't really get asked that many interest, interesting questions. I mean, some teams, uh, one team asked me, they was they uh, they kind of just uh, dropped the question. It was like, I heard you have a, have a, baby, a baby boy. I was like, I, I don't have no kid. And then uh, he just kept pressing me, but I guess he just wanted to see how my reaction was. And he tried to push out, but I don't have a kid, so. It was kind of it was kind of a weird question. To answer, so. <laughs> that would have caught me off guard too. <laughs> yeah, it caught me off guard. <laughs> it seems like interviews would be an area that you would excel in. You're obviously uh, very well spoken. Did you have fun with that deal? Oh yeah, I mean every team said I'm, I'm really well spoken. I mean I come from a family that's really respectful, a military family that's really good or well spoken. My dad's uh, he was a uh, he got his degree in um, communications. Uh, he was a public speaker, so. I mean, my mom, she's really good with speaking. So, I mean, I come from a really good family being able to speak on the phone. So, I mean, the whole interview process was, was pretty fun. I mean, I was pretty cool. I mean, none of the questions caught me off guard because I was prepared for it. So, I mean, I'm really good with interviews. I'm good with talking to people. So, I think I really excelled at that. Now, Kev, let's let's rewind a little to, to your early days, back in the high school days. And you really started to take off as a prospect during the summer before your junior season. And I believe the the event, the first event I saw you at was I think EYBL Houston, and I think that's where you okay. earned an invite to USA Basketball. Is that true? Uh, yes, sir. It was in Houston. Uh, I got I think one of the last people invited. I think I was the last person invited. Uh, it was pretty crazy. I mean, I, I think we played, and I think the USA people were there watching. And my coach said that you just got invited. So I mean, it was it was a great feeling uh, being able to represent my country. What's kind of cool about your story is you then showed up at USA Basketball, and at that time, you know, you, you didn't have this huge name, but you showed up at USA Basketball, and you were really dominant, and you kind of went from unknown to making that team. Did that experience kind of help you realize how much you could do with the game of basketball? Yeah, I mean, I, if I had to put a point in my life where, that, where uh, I kind of blew up, I think that USA Basketball helped me out a lot. In that first year, I mean, I was the last person invited, so I kind of came in with a chip on my shoulder. I just wanted to go in, just play with energy, and just play as hard as I can every day in the, in the workouts and the practices. And I, once I got the invite and I got the spot on the team, I mean, I just want to make sure that I just go, to, go over to Argentina, just play as hard as I can, uh, just do whatever I can to help the team. And I think that kind of my confidence kind of grown a lot after that. And then, you know, I went straight to Peace Jam after that, and I played 17U, so... I mean, I think my confidence just kind of went up after USA Basketball. I mean, just going over there winning a gold medal and going to PCM and being able to perform like I did, I think that kind of just kind of blew up for me. You know, from there, you, you, you started to be thought of as a, a top 10 player nationally for basically the rest 
of your prep school career and, and you reeled in a, a bunch of accolades and honors, uh, whether it be McDonald's or, you know, all-star games or this and that. But w- what do you kind of see as your biggest accomplishment throughout your high school career? So I would probably have to say being all those all-star games, McDonald's All-Americans, I mean, that's something you dream of as a kid growing up. You see it on TV, all the top superstars in the NBA made it to the McDonald's game. I mean, that's what most high school kids work for. They just want to be a McDonald's All-American. And uh, when I started blowing up and I had the opportunity to be able to be a McDonald's, I mean, that was kind of one of the biggest things that I wanted to do growing up as a kid, being able to uh, be a, a burger boy, So as they say. So, I mean, it was a great feeling when I got, saw my name on the TV. Uh, so, I mean, I just want to make sure I had to go over there to McDonald's and just have fun and you know, being able to live the dream. Well, it was uh, certainly well-earned. And, you know, after that game, you, you went off to Kentucky and – um, you chose to go them, and when when you picked, to, to, you chose to go to Kentucky, and when you picked them, you know it was seen as a pretty big surprise. And I'll be honest with you, I'm usually not fooled very often when it comes uh, to where kids are going to commit. But you you got me, and it was seen as a, a big surprise across the recruiting landscape. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a big surprise. A lot of people was trying to guess where I was going, but like I tell people, they don't know what what, what the means I was having inside my household. So I mean, people can make guesses and and uh, assumptions all they want, but, I mean, I had, I had some different reasons. <laughs> and uh, I think Kentucky was the best the best uh, school for me. Uh, my parents, they love the coaches. I love the coaches. And it, was just, it was one of the biggest platforms, biggest stages in college basketball, and that's something I wanted to play on. Well, you certainly have a, a good poker face. Um, what, what, what was it about John Calipari, or what, what is it about him that makes him such a good recruiter? I mean, he's just 100% with everyone. I mean, he's going to tell you the truth at, at all times. I mean, a lot of kids. I mean, growing up, I was a military fan. My dad, uh, he was really hard on me, and that's kind of what I wanted in college. I mean, Cal's, he's only 24-7. He's going to push you outside your comfort zone. He's going to keep it real with you at all times. Uh, if you're playing bad, he's going to tell you. He's not going to sugarcoat nothing. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of what I wanted. I want to be pushed. I want to be, I want to be great. So, uh, Cal, he's one of the greatest coaches in, in college basketball history. I mean, he's put a lot of great guys in the NBA. So, I mean, I just felt like he can be able to develop me as a person, as a player, uh, to be able to get ready for the next level. Now, during your one season at, at Kentucky, in what ways, Kevin, do you think your game grew the most? Just playing on playing on that big stage. I mean, uh, being able to play in front of 24,000 every, every, uh, every night, playing on national TV in front of millions of people. I mean, it, kind of, it just kind of gets you ready for the next level. And then, I mean, Cal just taught me how to be able to fight for a whole game, fight well, whenever uh, you're in the game. So, I mean, that was kind of tough for me at first, being able to match the intensity that Kyle coaches with, being able to fight the way that he wants you to fight. Uh, so, I mean, it was it was rough for us freshmen early on this season. It was rough for me as well. So, and, But as the season went on, we just got better and better. We learned how to play together. I learned how to play with my teammates, uh, play under pressure, uh, be able to play with, with coaches' uh, style. So, I mean, just throughout the season, I just got better as a person and a player. You know, I wanted to ask you about one of your teammates, uh, Shay Gilgis-Alexander. Uh, he, he seemed to have really gotten um, a lot better since high school. W- what's kind of your take on him? He's obviously a guy that's that's uh, got a chance to go in the top, I don't know, 10 to 15 in the NBA draft. What, what's from playing with him? What, what sticks out about his game to you? I mean, he's just really creative player. I mean, he, really can, uh, he has really good handles and really get any shot he wants off, gets the rack. I mean, He's really creative with the ball in his hands. I mean, he has really good IQ. Uh, he, he's, he works really hard, too. He has a great work ethic. So he's always in the gym uh, day and night, morning, don't matter when. Uh, he's always in the gym in the weight room. 
I mean, he's just, he's just a hardworking kid. I mean, and he earned his spot. He earned uh, the success he had at Kentucky. A lot of people didn't know who he was coming in, but he earned that. And now everyone knows who he is. So, I mean, he went in at Kentucky, did a really good job of handling the ball, uh, being able to come off pick and rolls. I mean, that's something he really excelled as a pick and roll, to be able to get to the basket, uh, finding teammates. And uh, I think he really had a great year at Kentucky. Uh, it, it, I mean, it's one of one of the best years that probably Cal has as a point guard, especially the numbers too. For sure. What What was your favorite part of the season? Probably the SP tournament. I never really won a big championship like that in my life. I, I mean, I've lost state championships. Uh, I mean, I've won some mini championships, but nothing like big like that. So that was definitely something that uh, I would definitely remember for the rest of my life. Being able to go on the podium with my teammates, grab the trophy with the confetti cut down the nets. I mean, that was, that was a big moment for us, a big moment for uh, for myself as a freshman. I mean, that, that was a great accolade that I can definitely mark off my list. For sure. Now, now Kevin, mo- most mock drafts have you somewhere in the, the lottery range. Uh, give me your pitch. Why, why should a, a team in the in the top ten of the NBA draft uh, take you over some of these other wing options? Why, why draft Kevin Knox? I just feel like uh, the way the NBA is going now, I mean, the wings that are really uh, versatile, uh, being able to handle the ball, knock down shots, rebound and push the basketball. I just feel uh, switching bigger roles. I mean, I just feel like that's where the game is going now. I mean, you see Jason Tatum, Dalen Brown, all those rookies that are being able to excel at the high level. I mean, all those wings, I mean, being able to excel, I mean, I think that's where the game is going, and that's something I really can do. Uh, I'm a great kid. I work really hard. Uh, a lot of people, I mean, I'm really young, too, so I got a lot to, I can still learn. But I just feel like with the, the way the league is going now, I mean, I just feel like my game, my, it fits pretty much any team in the top ten. I mean, I just feel like I, I work really hard. I mean, I can do what anyone else does in the league. I can handle the ball, shoot the ball, rebound the ball, so switch, pick, and roll. So I just feel like my game is kind of what the NBA wants. Is there anyone in the league that you think your game is comparable to? Uh, yeah, I watch a lot of film. I, I study uh, studied a lot of players. I study three players I name always. I, uh, Kevin Durant, Paul George, and Giannis. I mean, those type of wings that really can handle the ball on the perimeter, come off pick and rolls, uh, really long type of wings that really pretty much do it all. You know, I, I watch how they move without the basketball. I watch how they move, uh, the moves they make in the post on little guys, the moves they make on the perimeter with big guys. I mean, I just kind of study their game uh, very, very good. Uh, so, I mean, that's those three guys, I mean, I watch, I pretty much watch how they defend. I pretty much watch everything on those guys, kind of how I kind of compare my game to. Yeah, I think those make make a lot of sense. Are there any guys in the NBA that you've had an opportunity to kind of lean on and ask advice from uh, leading into this process? I mean, you know, at Kentucky, I mean, you got a lot of NBA guys, so they come back and talk to us all the time. I mean, right. I've talked to Brandon Knight. i talked to Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Julius Randle. Uh, talked to, I'm trying to think, uh, Aaron Gordon's talked to me a little bit. I talked to Baron Davis. I mean, some older type uh, dudes that I know uh, got knowledge of the game. Uh, who else I talked to? Um, uh, I talked to Jakar Sampson. He plays with the Kings right now. Right. I talked to Jason Tatum a little bit. I mean, I've talked to a lot of guys that just kind of just tell me to keep working hard, just tell me what to work on and what to get ready for. So I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of good to have that that access to be able to talk to those type of dudes and get advice from them. For sure. Well, what do you think is the best piece of advice you've gotten from one of those guys? I mean, just when you come in the league, just be able to, to play, learn learn fast, learn on the move. I mean, there's a lot of things that you got to learn when you get to the NBA. So you start to be able to be a quick learner and be able to just to play. I mean, have fun when you're out there. Uh, be able to have basketball instincts, basketball IQ, 
make the right plays. I mean, one of the biggest things the rookie said is uh, biggest transition was probably just the pace of the game and the physicality. I mean, uh, in the NBA, I mean, the physicality is pretty much different from high school or college. So, and the pace of the game, the way that they move, is the way that the game goes. I mean, it's a longer game, so just the pace. I mean, those two things are part of the big things I've heard. What are you, what do you consider your your short and long term goal basketball goals, uh, Kevin? Uh, I mean, short term. I mean, of course, I want to be a, uh, I'm be rookie of the year. That's something that I'm gonna work on. Uh, I've been working hard this whole summer to be able to get that accolade. I mean, that's a big accolade as, as a rookie. Uh, I want to be first team All Rookie Team. I mean, those some of want to be able to come in as a rookie and be able to make an immediate impact with any team I get drafted to. I feel like I work really hard. I feel like I can be able to help any team uh, with their needs, especially right away. And then long term, I mean, like I said earlier, I want to be great. I mean, that's something I really want to, I want to be. I want to be an all-star. I want to be be a superstar in the league and ultimately all the family. I mean, those are some type of things that I really want. I keep in my head at all times I'm working out, so I just motivate myself to work hard every day. Now, your father played football in college at Florida State. In what ways – did it help you having a guy like him with you every step of the way, someone that was knowledgeable of, of uh, the professional process? Yeah, I mean, uh, my dad, he, he went to the highest level. I mean, he's met some of the some great minds of the world. Uh, so, I mean, he knows what it takes to get to the highest level. Uh, he, he had knowledge for me every day, especially talking to interviews, talking to coaches, making the decisions I made. I mean, he just, he just knows it pretty much all. You know, he has really good people behind his back to keep our circle small. I mean, uh, like I said, he was a public speaker, so he helped me with interviews. He helped me pretty much anything I needed. Uh, it was a blessing to have him around. It was a blessing to have both my parents around my whole life. I mean, a lot, not a lot of players, but a lot of people can say that. So it was a blessing to have both of them in my life. Uh, my dad, he's a really good person. Uh, I mean, most of the people that know my dad know that he's, he's really good people. Uh, he's going to tell you the truth at all times. And it, it was good to have somebody like him around me that was going to tell me the truth and be able to help me with all these processes I'm going through. Now, let's fast forward to mid to late June. You're sitting uh, in the draft room, and you, you hear your name called. What, what, what's going to be going through your head? I mean, I'm, I'm going to be super excited. I mean, I'm just going to be like, all this hard work has finally paid off. I mean, but we still got work to do. I mean, I'm going to hug my family. It's going to be it's going to be a big moment for, uh, for my family. You know I mean, there's something we worked on, uh, something we dreamed of uh, growing up. I mean, uh, my little brothers are either my little sisters, so. It'll be good for them to see their brother finally get drafted, finally work paying off. So it's definitely going to be a great moment for my family. I really, I really can't wait. I mean, just to hear my name called, it's probably going to be one of the biggest moments of my life. When you cash your first NBA check, what's the big, what's the first big purchase for you, Kev? I mean, I'm probably just going to buy my parents something, uh, buy my little brothers. I'm a big family guy, so I definitely buy my mom something she's always wanted. Uh, but my dad, he like my dad likes watches, so I might buy him a watch. My little brother likes Jordan shoes, so I might buy some Jordan. My little sister, I mean, they all like certain things, but like I said, I'm a family guy, so I'm definitely going to uh, spend my money on my family first. Now, last question for you, Kevin. I like to ask this to everybody that comes on the uh, on the podcast. If you weren't on the basketball track, if you had to do something else with your life, what, what would you be doing? I'd probably be a football player. Uh, a lot of people know I played football to my sophomore year high school, and I, I focus on basketball, but you know, my dad was a football guy, so I mean, like, of course, it was it was good to learn football from him, and I was a really good football player. So I think if basketball wasn't wasn't my uh, my dream and the way I wanted to go in life, I probably would have been a football player. Uh, I probably would have been really well at a six eight quarterback. So I mean, I think that probably wouldn't work well for me. You had some football offers, right? 
Uh, yes, sir. I have some small D1 offers and some and some looks as well. So, you know, it was a good a good high school season. A lot of coaches really loved me at quarterback, especially my height, uh, the way I could throw the bat, throw the football. So, you know, I had, I had some pretty good offers. Well, Kevin, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out and, and coming on the, the podcast, and, and good luck in the, with your uh, training and, and good luck in the NBA draft. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. This is Aaron Rodgers. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. And you're listening to The Sidelines with Evan Daniels. Now I wanted to bring on one of my colleagues over at 24-7 Sports, Josh Gershon. Welcome to the podcast. You've probably been on it now more than anyone. Uh, you, you should feel honored. Do I get a trophy? Like, where, where do I win? <laughs> Unfortunately, there are no medals. There are no trophies. Only participation awards. So congratulations. That's not what I was looking for, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, well, let's jump into it. Uh, just had a, a pretty lengthy conversation with Kevin Knox about his development, about what he's doing in the pre-draft, how he, his season went at Kentucky, and, and kind of looking on towards his NBA career. But uh, I want to kind of rewind with you, and, and Kevin and I talked about it a little, about when he really took off as a prospect. And uh, it was back in the year 2015, and uh, this was a kid that, that uh, showed up at USA Basketball trying out for the U16 teams. Um, kind of a, I don't want to say a no-name, but the truth is not many people knew about him. He wasn't a ranked guy. And then he took off. Yeah, he he pretty much went from unranked to a uh, five-star prospect in really one weekend, and he, he made that first cut and extended his stay at USA Basketball uh, for that for that U16 tournament in 2015. And he he went from a total unknown to – not total unknown, but a relatively unknown guy to someone that we were tracking as an elite prospect that quickly for the next two years. So he continued to get better, but – he showed a ton of potential and production from day one, and it's been cool to see his development. I think one of the things that I noticed at that camp particularly, because at that time I thought he was more of a, a face-up four, um, was just his ability to grab rebounds off the glass and really push the break and, and, and look ahead and find teammates or take it coast to coast. I mean, he was at that time he was probably more 6'6"-ish, um, maybe 6'7", uh, but probably more 6'6", and he, he was kind of a – uh, a little bit of an undersized four that could do some things with his versatility and his ball handling. And then by the by the time July got there and, and he was playing in Peach Jam, we're looking at this five-star prospect. And uh, there, I think there's just was so much growth when it, f- from him uh, from that USA basketball camp till the end of his high school career. I thought at first that he was a four all the way and, it, there's still a very good chance that he's going to play a lot of four at the NBA level. But I would say nine out of 10 prospects that, that come up as fours and try to add the perimeter skill to the game to be able to play the, the three, it just doesn't happen. And I think uh, Kevin Knox is one of the very few athletes that is able to, was able to make that transition from a, a four to the three. And again, he, he's very much a hybrid forward, but he, his perimeter ability today versus three years ago is not even close. For sure. I mean, this is a kid that's now grown to 6'9", 220 pounds, uh, has a, a more than seven-foot wingspan. Um, and he, he, I think one of the areas, too, f- 
in terms of his growth has been his shooting ability. I, I think he's always had pretty good mechanics, uh, but towards the end of his high school career, he really started to shoot the ball well. He shot it really well his senior year of high school. Now, this past season at Kentucky, uh, he, he was 57 of 167, which is 34%. I actually think he's a better shooter than no, those numbers indicate, and I, I think he's going to be a, a pretty good shooter in, in time in the NBA. I don't know if you agree or disagree, but I, I think that's an area that long-term he's going to end up being pretty good at. And when you're 6'9", can, can play a couple different positions, has the potential to guard a couple positions, and can shoot the ball, you're looking at a pretty good prospect. I agree completely. I mean, he, he shot 34.1% from three this season. And if you had told me a few years ago that that was what he was going to be able to be capable of shooting as a freshman uh, at an elite level at, at an elite program like Kentucky against great competition, I'm not sure I, I would have believed it. And obviously, you know, his stroke can become more con- more consistent. He's a little bit more comfortable off the bounce than he is off the catch right now. But his mechanics have really improved, and he's added a floater that, that is one of his best offensive weapons and something that I think is going to carry over pretty quickly into the league while, while he's still improving as a shooter. And as you said, he, he does so many other things besides shooting the ball that there's really a high floor on him to go with, with a very high ceiling as well. From watching him early in high school and then watching him during his – uh, freshman season at Kentucky where he averaged 15.6 points, 5.4 rebounds, shot at 44.5% from the field. What what areas of growth have you seen in his game from maybe the first time you saw him play uh, since till last season at Kentucky? I think in general, just the, the perimeter skills. This wasn't a guy that had a whole lot of confidence uh, doing much from the perimeter, and, and he could still improve uh, as a ball handler, especially with his left hand and he can get a whole lot more comfortable uh, shooting, especially off the catch. But the way his uh, mechanics have improved, I, I think that there's plenty of uh, growth there. Um, you know, he, he had a decent season as, as a rebounder. I think he can continue to get better there. I mean, 5.4 rebounds a game. With, with his physical tools, he, he could be a lot better, and I think eventually he will be. I, I think there's a lot of versatility uh, to him as, as, a, as a defender, he, he's going to be able to guard the three and the four uh, to me at the next level, especially as he continues to get stronger. So I, I think he slowly kind of added uh, a lot of stuff to his game that we, we didn't see at first. Yeah, and I, I think the versatility with Kevin Knox is, is among his biggest strengths, his ability to play out on the perimeter, but also his ability to p- stretch the floor as a stretch four. I mean, obviously the NBA has gone – Uh, small ball and I think it's the stuff that he brings to the table is very intriguing especially even on the defensive end because I think he has a lot of potential on that end with his size length athleticism mobility Uh, and I I think he's got a chance to develop into a pretty good pro this is a a kid that's being looked at as a a lottery pick or a potential lottery pick I'm kind of he's kind of in that range where where he could go either way he could go up a couple spots and be in the lottery he could fall back a couple spots and be in the mid-teens but I think he's got a chance to be a really good pro for all the reasons that we just said. What are kind of your thoughts on him at the NBA level and, and how you see him fitting in over the next couple of years? I would be pretty disappointed if he didn't have a, a pretty uh, respectable long-term career in the league. Like when, when I say that he has a high floor, he, he's someone to me that there's going to be a lot of value in uh, for, for a long time. Be, to be six foot nine with, with his athleticism, a good length, 
you can play two positions, uh, as you said, the smaller NBA. This is important right now as it's ever been. He, he's very much uh, capable, at, at worst case, of, of playing and defending the four, especially as he gets stronger. But the way his perimeter skills have improved, you, you can definitely see him playing the three as well. I, I think he's only going to continue to improve as a rebounder, as, as a defender, and I, I think his shot is going to continue to come along. And, and truth is, that, you know, if, if you're right about Kevin Knox, you're going to get a, a very good contributor uh, at, at the NBA level for a winning team. And if, if you're wrong about him, I still think you're probably going to have a guy that's going to play in the league for quite some time. Where do you think he ends up? Not necessarily team, but maybe range. I mean, do you do you do you see him as a lottery pick type guy, a top you know ten to thirteen guy in this draft? I could see him going that high, maybe, maybe as high as ten. Uh, it'd be pretty surprising if he fell much further than a couple places outside the lottery. There's just there's just too much value to him. There's, there's uh, his upside is too high, and and to me again, his, his floor is too high for him to drop too far, especially given the fact that there's not. I, I don't know what kind of bad information would come from a background check, especially given his uh, trajectory, his character. Uh, I, I haven't heard that many negatives for to give you a reason to think that he would really drop that far. No, I completely agree, and he, he's a very uh, well-spoken, polite uh, young man that by all accounts, and I've done some digging, works extremely hard, and I think that's been pretty clear with his development over the last couple of years. And he and I talked in our conversation a little bit about his his um, football playing days. This was a guy that was going to end up being a, a pretty good football prospect. He went with the basketball route. His father played football at Florida State, but he goes the basketball route, and he's really developed into a, a nice player. And I'd be surprised if he, he slipped out of the lottery. I think this is a kid, as you mentioned, with a – um, with, a, with a lot of upside and uh, a lot of tools at his disposal. So I'm curious to see where he goes in the draft here in uh, late June. Josh, I, I appreciate you taking the time out and jumping on the podcast. Yep, thanks for having me. Of course. We'd like to thank Kevin Knox and Josh Gershon for taking the time out and jumping on the the Sidelines with Evan Daniels podcast, the 69th episode of the Sidelines with Evan Daniels podcast. Before I let you go, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. You can do that over on Apple Podcasts and or your favorite podcast app. It would also be very helpful and a great way to support the podcast is to leave a rating and or a review. You can also shoot me a note over on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Evan Daniels. As always, thanks for listening and have a great week.